You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts, Brent and Angelo. This is episode number 55 for the world's greatest fantasy hockey league, the Lug. Angelo, how are you doing today? I'm good. Can't believe episode 55 already. We're talking about trade deadlines today, aren't we? Yeah, we're talking about the NHL one, then we're going to talk about uh, our trade deadline. Um, got some exciting things going on, yeah. uh, both in the NHL and in the Luge. Um, after we do that, we need to talk about... So we'll talk about the NHL trade deadline. Then we need to talk about the, the big veto. Controversial. A, controversy. I, I, the yeah. biggest controversy of the year. Yep. Uh, our winners and Drama. losers. And then let's get into our actual trade deadline next week. Yep. Rumor has it we may try to do a live episode. We're going to try to do this. We're going right. to try to make this happen. It's been a while since we've done something like that. But let's just jump right into here. Let's go to our, our, our topic from the top here, which is the NHL deadline. Uh, Edmonton was a big mover. Yeah, I was really impressed with what Edmonton uh, did. I see you and I both have responded. Uh, I got a fantasy. You have Ennis each um, Left winger, right winger for Connor McDavid, and they each score a goal and an assist in their well, first game. Again, this this goes to show that we're insiders. We are, and we were able to to. I picked up uh, Ennis early on because I, I again I'm in tune to what's happening in uh, the league, so I know what's uh, what's going on. I picked him up, and uh, he get, he gets me a goal and assist his first game in Edmonton because he's paired with McDavid. That's the reason I did it. I mean, brilliant. Yep. Well, you know what, that, that move itself was brilliant, but I, I think one of the most underrated moves of the year, and I need to give you credit for this, is you picked up uh, Zach Parise, yeah. which I, I personally think is, is going to change things around because, as you know, yep. um, Zach Parise, uh, he's maybe not uh, in his prime anymore. It's, it's been seven or eight years. 35. Uh, you know, and he's, he's scoring a good 20 to 30 points a year. Yeah. But on trade deadline day, yeah. he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't go anywhere. But no. still, I still feel like, it, it, you know, this could really pay well, off all, for you. I, it, it's going to help me because not only not only was I hoping he was going to go – was he going to go to the Islanders? I think he was going to go to the Islanders. Yeah, yeah. And that was the talk, you know, and that I was, think he's more valuable now, though, just that he stayed Hey, listen, he knows, that, you know, he knows that, that, that he was going to be dealt. He had waived everything. So I think, you know, he's going to step it up. But I actually needed to pick up salary to meet the cap floor. So that's really the real reason I did it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So some other – observations uh, uh, as a Suns fan I think the wow eh well the teardown is done I think the teardown got, is, well yeah the uh, Pajot is gone and Anderson will not resign they yeah. have a couple other UFAs that are older that uh, you know Ron Hainsey yeah. and uh, Michelle uh, or Bodker will not resign no um, but now uh, what are they going to do with Anthony uh, whatever his name Duclair, is Duclair they'll bring Duclair. him back I think he's a good he's I a good he's prospect a, he's he'll get good. a couple million bucks a year and, yeah but now the uh, the the rebuild Part, the fun part starts in yeah. a sense. They're going to have uh, great draft picks. Yep. They've got great prospects. They're going to be able to package um, all of these draft picks together to maybe get a proven 24, 25-year-old player on a team like Tampa Bay that's up against the cap. So now it starts to be fun again. On the other end oh boy, is the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are just a train wreck. And I know that Leaf fans are back on top now because they beat Tampa Bay last night. But I watched that game on Saturday night, and it doesn't matter who was in net. I could have been in net. You could have been in net. Our kids could have been in net. The Carolina Hurricanes I've completely never seen shut down the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they 
had no fight in them. And I, 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 I to be honest with you, I've, I've rarely seen a game where a team was playing so defensively and they were not playing selfishly. This was Carolina. They were, everybody was back. It was, just, it was amazing actual hockey to watch how technical they were to shut down. Like, Brendan Moore must just be sitting behind the bench just smiling and grinning uh, because everything that obviously they've been doing in practice is everything about, you know, back-checking whatever hockey coaches talk about. Here, here he is. He's exec- that team is executing. Not to get onto that issue, that one I think has been a lot in, in the media and the news story, and, and rightfully so. It's, it's a really good, feel-good topic. But it really goes to highlight the trouble that's in Leafdom right now and Leaf Nation. And to be honest with you, when we pull it back to our pool um, – it's 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 you still have those those big time names. You still have Tavares, and you still have um, well, Frederick Anderson. You, yeah, you still you know, have that, the, guy, that guy's getting shelled now because not because yeah. he's a bad goalie, he's but a phenomenal their defense goalie. sucks. The defense. And I thought then, it was great. And Muzzin's out. Yeah, and uh, it's good that Dubas uh, acquired zero defense as well. Yeah. So uh, if you're a Leaf fan, yeah. uh, you know the misery continues. We thought that this would be the time where the Leafs would finally do something, but. Um, you know what? They might not even play and make the playoffs, which is great. I thought um, Carolina did a great job. Picked up Vincent Trocheck and um, two defensemen to make up for the D that uh, they've lost in Hamilton. And yeah. um, I thought that uh, was, a real, that was well. really good. Yeah, uh, I liked what Edmonton did. I loved what Ottawa did. Um, I thought Ottawa's, Vancouver was good in getting Vancouver, to Foley. Yeah, so. Vancouver did that before the trade deadline. But I think probably one of the most most impressive pieces are what was with with, with Ottawa. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do going into the draft, what they're going to try try to do um, after the season's over, uh, coming into next year. Because you know it's they bottomed out. They've they've they like as you said, they've officially done done the rebuild. And this is actually the exciting part for a fan, um, which you are. I'm not, but uh, it's it's nice to see something on an upswing here. And I th- there was a lot to be happy with on that trade deadline for that team. Okay, you talked happiness. Let's talk now sadness, controversy, anger. And that is wow. the big trade veto. I'll tell you. Okay, so um, this trade gets proposed uh, last week, whatever day it was, and um, we see an immediate negative response to uh, the proposal that Nick and Mike agreed to. Venomous. And Some in, may say venomous, but you know what? My it phone. Might be warranted. My phone blew up. It so um, I'm going to say this right now: the trade was Kopitar, Kreider, Roman Yossi, and Brent Burns. Yeah. Would go to I was in the pool in exchange for William Carlson, Svechnikov, Essa Lindell, and Nate Schmidt. So and the only um, person that kind of questioned the, the veto was Robka, right? He made that post like, "What was wrong with that deal?" or something. Did you see that on the message board? Oh, no, no one uses the message board anymore, but Robka does, which is awesome. Oh, okay. He comes in and 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 says, "What was wrong with that?" Like I think he's he did a, it like eight days later or two days later. He's a he's a peacemaker. <laughs> Robka's a peacemaker. Yeah. So Robka, you want to know what was wrong with that deal? We're going to get into that right now. Yeah. Um, but we're also going to get Epic. into I got a deal that day, and there was residual anger. Obviously, uh, the you know, because the testosterone in the pool was flowing. We're manly. And people got angry at the, the trade that I did with Gump. So let's look at some statistics because you know I like statistics. Uh, you're a statistic okay, so let's look at the veto trade first, which it was absolutely ridiculous. So um, let's where do, where do we start? So uh, Nick was going to give up uh, 68 goals. Yep. But in return, he was going to get 47 goals. That's good. That's good. Yep. What about 132 assists given up? Yep. But you get 101 back. That's awesome. 200 points versus the 148. Still even. I think that's really good. Um, shots on goal, 699 is what he's giving up. In exchange, you would get 
467. That's close. 232 fewer. Um, Listen, th- under the new math, this all makes sense to me. What about power play points? You know, why would Nick need 68 power play points when he could get 37 in return? Fair return. Yes. So I'm um, actually now. Um, and I don't want to pick on Nick, but I'm going to change his name because he did text me afterwards and, and he made a, a little baby uh, trade request with me. Yep. So I'm going to change his name to Nick in a crib. Nick in a crib. He's Nick in a crib. Yeah. From messing here his, until the end of the year. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it's time. He reminded me of um, we're big boys yep. in this pool. Nick, we forget, is still the toddler of the pool. He's in year three. True. And we've been through. He's um, kind of walking. We've been through potty training. Yep. And the transition from a diaper to a pull-up yep. to big boy underwear is difficult. And that's where Nick and Mike are right now. Well, that's what I was wondering is Mike's, Mike's a little bit – is one year behind, right? Yep. So is Mike still in diapers? He is, but uh, you know what? He's an early developer. He On that deal, he was. Yep. I'll Nick, tell you. Nick, at the same time, he's having accidents in his pull-up right now, but we're encouraging him that it's going to be okay. And this trade was an accident in his pull-up. So, um, But then no, you know what? They come back at it. Good on them. They come back at it and basically kind of do almost the same trade. Well, Minus a couple of pieces. Yes, it, and it actually isn't the, the – so let's break it down one more. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spend all day on this, but it's okay. It's kind of fun. Let's look at the forwards. So um, Kopitar yep. is a second, 22nd leading scorer as a center. Kreider's 36th. Yeah. So he trades that. In return, he would get, let's say, um, William Carlson. He's the 54th highest scoring centerman. Mm-hmm. And Svechnikov, who's the 15th highest left winger. So that 22 and 36 for 54 and 15, that's fair. Sure. I would say that's not a bad deal. Yep. But let's look at the defensemen now. So uh, – Nick in a crib is giving up uh, Yossi, who's yeah. the second highest scoring defenseman, yeah. and Burns, who's the ninth highest scoring defenseman. So two top And ten. who wouldn't do that for Esselindel, who's the 56th highest I scoring like defenseman. I like him. And Schmidt, who's the 40th highest scoring defenseman. That's right. That, ladies and gentlemen, is why this was the fastest veto in league history. Yeah. Uh, what was it? 90 minutes later? It I was gone? So. Yeah. So without any cam- uh, campaigning on a manager, oh, we won't bring that up. The, that issue, the the, what, the manager makes the trade. We won't mention his name. Do you remember this? Makes the trade, then immediately campaigns on the manager to veto the trade because he didn't like the that trade was, that, that he That was the famous Rusty trade when he traded Patrick Kane for um, epic. Uh, no, it was a goalie. Yeah. Um, it was actually Devin Dubnik when he was in Edmonton, and yeah. then immediately tried to veto his own trade, which he did. Was that was that with? <laughs> Was that with Helmer? Did he do that with Helmer? Yeah, can I ask you a question? Because I have a different view. Yeah. Are you able to vote on your own trade? Uh, I think so. So I'm not able to vote on my own trade, and I don't know if that's because I'm, I'm the have commissioner. To. Well, uh, that being said, I'm trying to make a deal right now as we speak. Yeah. I am ta- I'm in the me- in some negotiations. I'm texting clickety-clickety here over here, and, you, and you something want- may come through. Okay, well, don't do that until our main topic, which is the trade deadline. Try, listen, I can't control these things. I know, Man, I know. My phone has been buzzing because I've got some assets to sell. Okay, so we just talked about a terrible mm-hmm. trade offer that was rightly vetoed, and then let's look at an excellent trade offer that went through. Yeah. With controversy for some reason. Of course. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this now. Okay, so the deal between Gump and I. I acquired Patrick Kane without question, the best player in the deal. Neil Pionk and Peter Mrazek. In return, Gump got Bo Horvat. Voracek, D'Angelo, and Riddich. So let's look at the points. So I give up uh, 44 goals in you're return. You're kind of going Baconator on this right now. I get 33 goals, <laughs> 95 assists. Gump gets 
or sorry, I get 86 assists to Gump's 95. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Basically, Gump gets more points, and I knew that because I was targeting a specific player. And um, in return, Gump also gets some potential keepers. Yeah. The problem was people didn't like the quality of keeper <clears throat> that Gump was getting. Yeah. However, I didn't hear a lot of people offering up the Kucherovs and the Rantanins of the world for nope. Patrick Kane. Nope. No, no so, one was. Let's look. So I get Kane. He's the fifth highest scoring left winger and the best player in the deal, without question. You're not going to keep any of the players that you got. Absolutely not. Pionk is the 13th highest scoring. D. Morazic has the 16th most wins. Yeah. Gump gets Horvat and Voracek, 33rd highest scoring mm -hmm. uh, players, respectively, in their position. So I win yeah. Patrick Kane versus those guys. You no do. problem. D'Angelo is the sixth highest scoring defenseman and is yeah. only $10. And then uh, Riddich has the seventh most wins mm -hmm. of all goalies. 25 bucks. So the problem here is not the players that were involved. The problem is the name recognition of Riddich and D'Angelo. People don't like the fact that it's Riddich and D'Angelo. If that was... Yep, I agree. If that was Burns, yep. who, by the way, is being outscored by D'Angelo, yep. or if it was Holtby, yep. who, by the way, is getting absolutely killed by Riddich, people would not have said as much about the trade. So this is more about people taking the time to review the trade and the stats. Yep. To, to know do, to that, because you know me, I'm like Gandhi. <laughs> you are. Right? I'm yeah. all about fairness. And, and I'm agreeing with you because all your venom right now is being directed to Nick in a crib. Well, Nick in a crib sent me a, a trade request saying that it was an upgrade from what uh, Gump received. So wow. obviously, you know what? It, it's it's a record snowfall. I think it's actually tears. From, Someone's pacifier fell out of the crib. I think it's tears from Nick up in Madoc, and uh, yep. it's, it's, it's cooling into snow down here. So... Anyways, that's my rant of the day. What a good one. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I, I enjoy the fact that you spent a lot of time compiling that oh, spreadsheet. Oh, man. Like, you have no idea. It is, folks, it is a full page of stats just to prove his point that Nick is in a crib. Yep. And uh, we're going to leave it at that. And let's look at winners and losers. And uh, actually, uh, Nick is neither because he's, well. In a crib. In a crib. Irrelevant. So, okay. So uh, switching gears here, winners and losers. Let's start with the loser side fun um and let's start with let, let's start with the third biggest loser pmf minus 4.5 but we said this before we've talked guy, about it guy last needs week. To deal yep and so he's down again in four and a half points from over um i still think he's in it i still think it's possible i still think he's close in categories but our tread deadline's coming up so quick think people and these losers this side of the uh, uh, have to deal right um, Jesus, I just well, we have three contenders in the loser section, right? We'll get into the second contender yeah. in a moment. So PMF, we've talked about I just enough. Notice my name there. Yeah, if he doesn't do a deal, <laughs> if he doesn't do a deal, he's done. Yeah, he's cooked. So okay, but I think I still think again, to be honest with you, you know, and we'll do the we'll do the total breakdown. It's still really competitive, right? Yep. And, yeah, well, and there's a lot of close categories. There's a lot I've of close watching. categories right now, and I know you're messing yourself with how close one and two is right now because that wasn't the case last week, and it wasn't the case in week 17. It wasn't the case. We'll in talk week about 16, that in so a moment. That's completely epic, and I love it because that's going to go over to the winner side. But yep. uh, so PMF, you know what you need to do. Yep. Second biggest loser, uh, minus seven, um, twenty percent of the points that you have so far this year. Fourteen percent of yes. the points you have. Stop. Why, um, why are you doing that? Gone, well, as a percentage, it's it's good to look Man, at it as a percentage. you do math really quick. Well, I said 20%. It was actually not. It's a little more than, well, it's 40%, I think. <laughs> 14, 14. Um, yeah, you're down to 43 and a half, which, you know, is, is uh, it is a number, I suppose. Um, it's getting, that we're getting into 43 and a half is usually where people stopped 
looking at Christmas. Oh, Have yeah. you looked at the pool since Christmas? I'm on it every day. You are? So you're actually... <laughs> I'm on this thing. I'm actively on this so thing. So you log in. Like, Dude, I log in every single day. I set my lines. I move things around. You didn't set your lines in December and you just left it? You're actually doing this at 43 and a half points? I am actively how? every single day. No, 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 no. No, no. Like, like, this is how bad of a manager I am. Oh, I'm, I know. I, I, you don't need to prove it. But, you can talk but, about but it. listen, sure. this is how bad of a manager I am. I will tell you right now that I have actively been in every single day. I check it every single day. I check it probably multiple times a day. I wake up in the morning. I checked it this morning. And 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 it's I, I have a nice chuckle now because here I am week 20 50 50.5 uh, points week 21 43.5. and a half epic yep. you know what and I'm actually trying what hold on though one thing that uh, that um, you haven't felt the bump from yet no is um, the fact that you've got Zach Parisi. So let's look at this time well, next the, week. We call that the Prezi factor. The, the, the Prezi factor could play a huge role. So you were the second biggest loser. And then our third, uh, uh, you know, it's crazy that these guys are all competition. You, PMF. And then Raccoons goes minus 7.5, <coughs> biggest loser of the week. Yeah, this is, this is what happened for him this uh, week. Things are not going well for him. He's down to 93.5 points. He needs, I will I, tell you, like, I, I honestly don't know what's going on with him. And do you think he's going to pull off a deal? We'll talk about this in a bit, but like I think he's in competition with um, Mike, man, his games, uh, Mike and Doug, and yeah. Like, uh, but I think it's just that, that there are categories that are super close right now, and uh, there are beneficiaries, and there are people who are suffering right now from it. So I think that's where the raccoons are. I could see him doing one more deal, but um, he also has to manage his games played. So I don't know how he's going to fit that in. Let's go over to our winner's side. Um, number three, Hennessy. Good to see him have a good bump. 4.5 points. Absolutely. He's up to 70.5 yeah, points. Great. It, it always feels good when you're out of the 60s and yep. 50s or yep. 40s. Um, so uh, Hennessy has made a nice little push here. Uh, so let's hope he continues it. He's got great players. Maybe a little too late for him to make a run. but Maybe. We'll see that. And I'm really happy for our second biggest uh, winner this week, Zoltok. Finally back. Peacekeeper. Five points, the peacekeeper. He moves up to sixth place, 89 and a half points. That's a pretty big jump, eh? Like, you think about it at this time of the year, that's a fairly significant jump. Well, he's sniffing around fourth place right now, so he could become a contender once again. He could become a contender. So I think, again, this is the nice piece of it, because as you mentioned before, before we get into our top winner, my man, guy I love so much, um, here he is, uh, Robka, um, making things interesting. But the biggest winner of the week is really making things interesting. Making it interesting... Uh, to a point where you're texting me um, completely flustered. Be, no, no, to be to your credit, this was before the the big deal you did with with Gump. But I'll tell you, Bowlby at ten and a half this week, epic, epic, epic. Here's a, here's let's take a snapshot here, folks. Week sixteen, Angelo had twenty, sorry, nineteen and nineteen and a half points, nineteen and a half points up on Bowlby. Uh, now it is down to a comfortable six and a half. Yeah, so he's up to 113. Um, Love it. Listen, I've said this many times. It's his pool to lose. Um, he doesn't like when I say that, so he's actually come back with his own saying to try to jinx me, and that's that I'm in the driver's seat. So oh, we'll that's see. a good one. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a double jinx on this one. Do you think he's going to make a deal? I, You know what? He, he might. He knows where he needs to gain. We've actually talked about doing a deal, but the, the danger is... You know, I don't want to help him. He doesn't want to help me. We all, we both know where we need to go. I've got a strategy from here till the end of the year. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm, uh, I'm going to implement a strategy, and I don't want to tell you too much. Um, wow, Muzzin out for four weeks. Oh boy, just came in. Oh, the Leafs. Okay, so um, you know, Doug is is he's he's flying high, man. 
He has, and it's been a great week for him. And unlike some of our other managers who kind of blip, I think that he's established himself in there. He's a real deal. I'm going to say it has. it's going to take 122 to 124 points to win this year. First yeah. guy there wins it. So this is this is the big one here. So last week, let's just, t- just put this into perspective, um, uh, Doug here. Okay, so Doug was, was tied for second last week, okay, at 102 and a half with Mike. All right? So in, in a week's time, this is how interesting things have become. Uh, you have a 10 and a half point jump for Bowlby. Mike is down two points to 100 and a half. So this is going to be completely... Um, um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don. Oh, there's something going on on your phone. Are yeah, you? Is it a trade? Yeah, it is. Okay, I was wondering. I didn't know if uh, if Brent is doing trade stuff or if he's doing work stuff right now because his phone is going off like crazy and he is a busy person. So, um, listen, let's leave winners and losers at that. Yeah. Doug is rolling. Let's get into our main topic. And are we going to get some uh, some updated pool news from you? I'm, I'm, are you breaking something? I'm, I'm giddy. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's get into our main topic, trade deadline. And we're back for the topic du jour. We are looking at trade deadline 2020. Things are heating up right now. My phone's buzzing off. I think you've got some offers coming in or something's happening right now. Um, I'll tell you, like TSN trade deadline's pretty exciting. This is, uh, it's nothing compared to what's going on right now as we live in the moment. Angel, what do we, can we expect here? Let's go teams 12 to one. um, Priority areas for what they need at the trade deadline. Some assets they might trade. Some players I believe and you believe are untradeable. And then maybe some targets. Nice and simple. Okay. Nice and clean. So let's start with you, Careless Whispers. You need to upgrade your keepers. There's no question there. You've got great keepers, but your priority is not about winning. It's not about getting expensive guys that are two, three, four hundred bucks. You need to get uh, an upgrade in your keepers. I believe, and agree with me if uh, if you will or disagree, that your tradable assets are Johnny Gaudreau, yeah. Braden Point, yep. Connor Hellebuck, yep. and I believe you can take on some draft cash because those guys are so cheap. You can actually afford to take on some guys that are moderately expensive. Listen, so listen, I'm, in my in my opinion, yeah. the only untradeable player you have is uh, Miko Rantanen. Yeah, Rantanen. I I am not really to be honest with you. I'm um uh, Hellebuck. I, I I'm a goalie guy, but then I switch out from being a goalie guy. Hellebuck's already played 50 games. Breathe. I know, but Breathe. I'm about You're, to do something. <laughs> 
Hellebuck, Hellebuck, Hellebuck is 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 a fifty game. He's ranked fourth. He is. In I've my never mind, seen Brent so excited. I, I don't just, know what's going on. I'm just but. I don't even know. I can't even. You have to take this over right now. I got to do this deal. All right. So okay. So untouchable players, Rantanen, and then I would say target players for me. I would see someone like a Drysital or a Barkov that are under two hundred bucks, are superstars and. Um, are players that you would be able to afford given the the price of Ranton and Gaudreau Point, Hellebuck, if you choose to keep them. All so, right. So um, that's that's where I'm at. Um, you're looking at upgrading keepers. And uh, let's see what goes on. Okay, so number 11. You yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about Gibby. So Gibby here has uh, – his priority is to upgrade some keepers here. So, so he has some – and we mentioned this before, some massive assets here. Let's again – uh, Fleury and Rene, and then his untouchable players here are Darcy Camper. I honestly believe he's not going to move that on that place, but he's got some assets that can bring in some big time pieces here. His targets here possibly could be a point, Matthew Kachuk, uh, and and Makar. He's got some assets that could actually bring that into uh, bring into uh, uh, into his team here. What we have break. Well, I, I didn't listen to anything you said because we have breaking news. As we talk about this, so we said the Whispers need to upgrade their keepers, and we just have this trade that you guys will all know about. Um, so Giroux is gone, Gaudreau is gone, Ellis is gone, and Connor Hellebuck is gone. In return, PMF gets, or sorry, trades Nathan McKinnon, someone who I believed was completely untradeable. He has now gone to Brent. Brent, you get Rantanen and McKinnon. Sam Gerrard, who's a good throw-in, and Tristan Jari, who could potentially be Pittsburgh's number one goalie in the future. So, wow, what a deal. Well done for you. Yeah, so, I mean, this is, this is something, again, like coming back to, back to our, our, uh, our original conversation about my, what I needed to trade away and what I needed to do. I'm really trying my best here um, to get out of 12, but I think this is going to situate PMF very nicely to make a complete push. He gets two clear keepers. He gets, uh, in my mind, the best goalie in the league, uh, and then he's getting uh, Goudreau, who's super cheap at like 14 bucks or something like that, um, playing on a great team. So, And then he gets serviceable people. Well, let's go down to number five then, PMF. Cause, um, yeah, let's deal with him right now. So I said he needed to get power play goals, shorthanded points, game-winning goals. He's acquired some help up front in that trade. Um, I said his tradable assets were Marner, Landis, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, uh, Tavares, Couturier, Anderson, Price, and Murray. Yeah. He actually trades none of those guys. No. And I said his untouchable was McKinnon and Huberdeau. Um, Huber, or McKinnon is gone, so what do I know? And I said he should target Ovechkin and Stamkos. Now, um, he's done a pretty good job in uh, doing that deal with you. But what I think this positions him to is he now has three superstar goalies, and he can ship one of those guys this week oh, of course for a could. superstar forward. Very so exciting. The, the interesting piece here is that we know the goalie market's huge. He's got three superstars. He's going to make I, – I, I don't think he's done, to be honest with you. I don't think PMF is done on this one. Um, I think he's using the deal that I just did for leverage, which is fantastic. You know what's crazy is when people listen to this and he's a loser and we're saying he has to do it, not a loser in life, but a yeah. loser for the week, yeah. has to do a deal. And then while we're taping, uh, this done. is more exciting than, than TSN. I don't even did, know how to put this together right now. So you told I me love, to check. You I told, love live deals. You told me to check my phone. Did you talk about Gibby? Like, I actually don't know. Yeah, I went through Gibby, but let's touch. Uh, I, 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 I never do Gibby. Uh, 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 good service on this one. So I think Gibby needs to really, when it comes back to um, come back to it, Gibby needs Gibby needs to 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 trade away, um, you know, some of his goalies. I honestly think on that and get some get some superstars back into his team. Uh, what do you think? 
I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I he's got that, he's got lots of goalies. Uh, if I was him, I'd be um, looking at a cheap young player uh, in return. He needs to build his skaters up, and that's what I'd be doing. I'd be shipping out goalies. Um, Pekarene would be my number one because he's he's not yeah. of um, he's way too expensive. Okay, let's uh, rip through a few of these others because we have lunchtime meetings today, yes. Mr. Jewell. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Hennessy Williams. I believe his priority is to get a keeper goalie. Yep. Uh, he's got Carter Hart, but it would be yeah. nice. He likes having a couple of goalies. Um, didn't he? He kept three goalies one year, I believe. So to me, his tradable assets. He is the most intriguing guy at the deadline. He's got Stamkos. He's got Ovechkin. Um, Martin Jones not so exciting, but with Stamkos and Ovi, those are the big ones. If I'm him, and if uh, Bowlby really wants to make a push, yep, I'm, tar- uh, yeah, I, I'm targeting I, I, I Binnington. I'm targeting Binnington, or I, if Gump wants to make a push, I'm targeting Tukarask. So any manager in the pool right now who could inject a, a massive level of chaos. It's Hennessy. He's the, he's the guy that I'm thinking here that uh, can turn things completely on its end. Our deal, the deal I just did, is huge. But I think again, he's got some tradable aspect as uh, assets like a Stamkos or an Ovi putting in uh, on another team, on a competitor's team, on a, on a team that's going to challenge to be, put you out. I, I I can't think of anything more awesome than that. Okay, uh, Nick in a box. Um, and Uncle Martian, both these are our last two that I believe need to upgrade their keepers. For Nick in a box, I'm seeing Jack Eichel as his number one tradable asset, but I'm also throwing Brady Kachuk in there. For Gump, I see Crosby or Jonas Corposalo is now healthy on a Columbus team that's competing for a playoff spot. I think Elvis's magic has diminished a bit, and Corpy takes the so. number one spot. Yep. Okay, so um, for Nick in a box, I think Sveshnikov and Hamilton are untradeable. Superstars uh, at a good price. Yep. For Uncle Martian, I put Tukarask in there at 18 bucks. I think Nick should target uh, Barkov, Marner, um, or I'm actually going to put Eichel in there because that's the type of player he needs to target, and he's got him right now. So yeah. does he say at 200 bucks I keep Eichel? If not, someone like know. a Barkov or a Marner. And for Uncle Martian, I'm going to say, you know what, if he, if he can actually somehow – squeeze a Svechnikov type of player from exactly. Nick, then that's what I would do. But I don't see Nick moving that. Nope. Okay, on to Heisenberg. Yes. So Heisen, he, he, his priorities uh, for are going to be points, wins, uh, uh, assists, pieces here. So, But again, you're talking about, about a manager who has some big-time names, big-time assets, and there is none bigger than McDavid. Yeah, so McDavid's is number one, and he can get a boatload of players for him. I would say Dadnov's a player that he can dangle at $45 Yeah, that's a good a one. Keeper. That's a good name, yeah. And uh, obviously he's on the big line in Florida. Uh, untouchable, Kucherov, Bishop, Makar. I know that he's going to say that Austin Matthews is untouchable, but for me, Matthews is, is replaceable at 200 bucks. And I know that Heisenberg will text me about that. Um, <laughs> I think that, well, I know that he wants Marshawn. Uh, he wants Marshawn, and he's not going to get him. Yeah. Uh, he would love to have Ranton, and he's not going to get him. But if he wants to compete right now and he needs some wins, Braden Holtby not a bad idea. No, not at and all. And not for a McDavid, obviously, yep. but th- you know, that would be a type of player that can get him some wins. Yep. Zoltak. Yeah, so looking at, again, priorities for him are goalies. Uh, power play points, power play goals, and he's got some interesting assets here as well, um, primarily with, with, with Holtby, which we just talked about. Yeah, Holtby, uh, for me, Zabanejad's adds his big one, yeah, and, uh, and, and then Eilers. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers is a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I believe he won't trade uh, Matthew Kachuk, uh, Samsonov, or Shesterkin. One of those goalies will be a starter next year. name to say. Oh, man. I hope he, yeah, it's that one. We might have to call him by his first name. Yeah. Um, or Probably hopefully he gets a, a nickname. Uh, so if I'm Zoltok, I might be going after a Bennington again if you if Doug's willing to Doug's give up something, to deal. Uh, or um, the New York Islanders goalies Varlamov if he decides he wants to go and I need some help somewhere else. 
the New York Islanders goalies might be an option for uh, Zoltar. I wonder if if being if the trade deadline was a week later, um, Volpe would be a little bit more willing to deal because right now he's he's he knows that he's on the up. Um, he may be just be, be a little bit apprehensive to, to, to pulling off a deal and mi- mixing any of that up, but who knows? Maybe. Let's go to our last four. Stitzville Raccoons. Um, he needs some offensive points uh, really bad. Um, to me, I could see him trading Marner, Landis Gog, or maybe Gibson and Nett. Um, I think he won't trade Hedman or Elvis because, again, no. Elvis could be the number one could at be. a very cheap price. Yep. If I'm the Raccoons, I'm going after one of the big guys, and that is Alex Ovechkin, Tyler Sagan, or Steven Stamkos. Yep. That is who I am targeting. Didn't Stamkos get injured last night? He did, and we got to watch that. So that would be, if I was Robbie, that's what I would be doing. One last big deal to try to get one of the big guys that aren't a keeper. And I think that's a doable deal. If he's willing to dangle a Marner, I wouldn't say Landis Gog, or a Gibson, he might be able to get an Ovi, a Sagan, or a Stamkos. So let's go to our last last three here when we're dealing with Mike. I was in the pool. Excuse me, I'm not choking up here. Shorthanded points, goals against, save percentage. So he needs some goalie help here. Uh, but he's got some assets to 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 kind of target some of those those uh, perhaps like a Rene or or, or uh, a Flurry type kind of player. He's got Bergeron, Wheeler, Barry, and Bobrovsky to um, dangle. To, I would to dangle say. out and send away. Yeah, I would say that. I think uh, you know two of the Vancouver guys. Yeah. Quinn, Quinn Hughes is a great pickup. Um, you know, such a cheap keeper at defense for years. He's going to be an offensive threat. Uh, Pedersen as well, so he's got his two Vancouver boys. Yeah, and they're not moving. And then if I'm him, I'm going after Zibanejad, uh because that would be the type of player you want, big shorthanded point guy, or Corpusalo in net to help him with some goalie stuff, or Pecorine. So I'm going to give him two goalies and one forward. That and might the problem target. with all of that is none of those players play for Vancouver. Uh, you know what? They they do in his head. Everyone plays for Vancouver. <laughs> okay, go. let's go to our biggest threat in the pool here. And, yeah, uh, definitely Doug, is Bowlby. Doug Bowlby. Yeah, plus minus sh- uh, shots on goal, shorthanded points, skater, kind of general skater stats is what he needs. But again, he's got some assets that he can dangle out. We've talked about Biddington before. Uh, he's got Melk and Barkov and Francouz, is that right, as well? So yeah, I mean, he's, got some, he's got some talent there. I threw him in as a tradable asset, but I also say he's an untouchable player. I don't think Doug's going to move Bennington. He's not moving bad. So. And I don't, I'm not moving Dreisaitl at 150 bucks or whatever he is, and he's going to lead the NHL in scoring. So I would say those three guys, he's got three of his keepers, definitely locked in. But if I'm him and I want to win the pool because yeah. there is a window to win the pool, then uh, for me, Ovechkin or Sagan, huge shot. Uh, they, they take a bunch of shots and yeah. score a bunch of goals. Yep. Uh, that is who I would be targeting uh, and the, if I was. And him. listen, like knowing what, knowing the deal that you just did, because you you're, you haven't started to benefit from that deal that you have had. Bobby needs to do something, and I'm I'm ve- I'm very strongly feeling I don't this think one. That I don't I think he needs to do something to to hurdle you. Okay, let's go to me. Finish it off. Yeah. Um, I need a legit number one goalie. My forwards. If you look at my forwards and my defense, yeah. I am set. I'm really good. You are struggling I, in that. I deliberately went over in the defensive categories knowing that I might trade a defense yep. later in the year, and I could afford to do that. Um, I am struggling in net. I've got a couple of players that I would consider um, tradable. One is Shifley, scores a ton of points, top 10 guy. One is Tori Krug, mm-hmm. one of the top scoring defensemen. So I would say those two guys are my tradable assets. I will not move Pasternak or Marshawn. Not going to happen. Would you ever move Marshawn for absolutely anything at all? Like it would have to be. I I I feel it would have to be very compelling. When I look yeah. at the categories I need, yeah, or those specialty categories, Marshawn is always top five in them. So I know. why would I trade him? I know at fifty bucks. Okay, so my target players, um, 
Fran Francuz, Francuz, whatever from Colorado could be an option. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to throw in uh, Marc Andre Fleury or Pekka Rene as options as well. So if I want to go after goalies, I'm going after two of the established ones or one of the emerging ones who's taken over net in Colorado. Um, but I'm really not. I've done my monster deals. I'm going to. You say this though, and I honestly like you said you you're, you've done your deal. You're not interested. Kind of kind of you're always kind of sniff around a little bit. I'm not entirely convinced because I know Bulby's chomping on your heels, and I know you're really looking at things in a category perspective. So I'm thinking it may be a minor one, but I'm not entirely sure you're done. Might be a minor one, but I'm not. I'm definitely not going to rock the boat anymore. I like the squad I have, and um, you're gonna roll it. I'm gonna win or lose with them. That's it. Hey, congratulations on your big trade. I can't believe Nathan McKinnon has been traded. He to me was one of the top three guys that would never be traded in the pool. So uh, we have to put you as the favorite right now for next year. Thank you. You're welcome. Every year. Every year, you're the favorite. All right, boys. Oh, episode it. 56. What are, uh, we do? what are we doing? Well, some news might be coming out, so we might try to do a live lunchtime episode. Yeah, that'd be fun. A little Google Hangout, maybe. Ooh. Um, and then uh, that afternoon, if we have time, we'll just do a podcast that breaks down what happened on trade deadline day. Excellent. So if nothing happened on trade deadline day, it'll be a three-minute podcast. <laughs> we'll, no, we'll just go back and through. We'll just we criticize do. all the people that didn't do trades. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be the uh, And you know player. who won't be on that list? Who's that? PMF. That's right. Okay, um, Nick, uh, make sure you have some warm milk uh, yep. tonight. And, Change it uh, happy. Nick and a crib. Have a good weekend. Wait, it's only Wednesday. Have a good rest of week. I'll shut it down early. Excellent. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.